No country has ever prospered that failed to put its own interests first. We will no longer surrender this country or its people to the false song of globalism. New Right Network presents Right Now, the featured podcast of New Right Network. Mobilizing, countering the left, energizing the right. New Right Network, home of the New Right Movement. Hello and welcome to New Right Network's Right Now podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Slaughter, and with me today is Dylan Slaughter. Dylan is the chairman of the Buckingham Republican Committee and a recent graduate of Liberty University, where he received his bachelor's in government. Shortly after graduating, Dylan married his lovely wife, Libby. They have two dogs, Theodore and Charlie, and Dylan is a Trump supporter and a proud conservative. Follow him on Twitter at Dylan underscore Slaughter. Welcome to the podcast and tell us a little bit more about yourself. Hello, Brittany. Uh, as you said, this is my sister, Brittany. Um, I am the chairman of the Buckingham County Republican Committee, where right now we are working in uh, rural Virginia to try to get Republicans elected to the state house and the state Senate. Um, right now I'm about to start a job at Liberty as well as the chairman position. So that's what I'm wrapped up in right now. It's awesome. Yeah, Dylan is my brother. Um, so this is really cool. It's really special for me to be able to uh, bring him in on this. He's uh, the one that got me really started in the conservative movement. Uh, he is a huge Trump supporter, and when the election rolled around, it was my first election, and uh, hearing him talk so much about Trump and the conservative movement, I was like, all right, let me get into this, and, and now we're both uh, big political junkies. So, um, so Dylan, uh, Buckingham, where we're from, where you live right now, is rural Virginia. Tell us about how uh, the role that rural voters uh, play in elections. Uh, rural Virginia is, like you say, um, around Buckingham, there's, there's not like a city most people are used to. There's forests, farms, fields. Uh, your next door neighbor might be two miles away. Um, however, after uh, looking at the 2016 election results, you're going to see uh, a map of America with mostly red covering the entire country and a few blue dots. Those few blue dots are the cities or the areas, you know, more populated. Um, however, the uh, country or rural areas make up a lot more of the country uh, geographically and a lot more people in those areas than, than you think or the polls would let on. So it's a lot more Republican and, and a lot more conservative out in those areas than, than what you might hear on the news. For sure. And you shared something on Facebook that was very, um, is very true. It was like, um, this is where I live and I've been told how to take care of the earth by people who live here and it's people that live in cities and they have pollution and they're complaining about climate change and yet they have all this this uh, pollution and smog. Uh, tell us a little bit more about that. Why should the government not tell us who live in, in open fields and have fresh air how to live when clearly they can't uh, take care of the environment themselves? Well, part of the hypocrisy in the whole thing is um the policy and the ideas behind people like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez from the middle of New York City. Um, she lectures us on, on cattle polluting the environment, um, airplanes, and, and meanwhile, she travels around on one, and so does the left. I mean, they had a conference not that long ago out there. I believe it was in California or somewhere where they hosted a lot of celebrities such as Katy Perry, uh, I believe Obama was there. And it was a uh, conference about how to fix the environment. 
take control of climate, climate change and all that stuff. Yet they all showed up in yachts, private jets, private planes, all the stuff they claim is uh, polluting the environment. And out here in, in rural Virginia, the air is fresher than, than, than ever. I mean, there's no problems out here. Um, one of my neighbors is a lady named Barbara from New York, and she happens to um, love it here because she, one of the main reasons is she says that the air just is 10 times cleaner. She can take a walk and, and just doesn't feel sick when she comes home. Absolutely. When uh, I was in D.C. this summer, as you know, and uh, for those of you that don't, I interned uh, in D.C. this summer and you couldn't go afoot without smelling marijuana or cigarette smoke or some kind of just pollution. It, was, it just reeked. Uh, when you got back to your apartment, you just kind of wanted to take a shower because you felt gross. And when I came home, it was just night and day, just smelling the fresh air and just seeing the green grass and just the beautiful area. And it's just, I, I don't know how people that live in cities can try to tell us how to live. Um, they could probably take a page out of our book, honestly. Um, it's very disgusting in cities yeah. too. You look at all the trash laying around. People have no respect for one another, for the city. And then, you know, these rich celebrities who claim that they care so much about it, don't want to do anything about these cities that just trash everywhere. And you come out in the country, everyone has a sense of respect for the environment, yet they try to tell you these Republicans out in the country don't care about the climate or anything, yet we're the only ones keeping it, keeping it going. That's so true. And it's the, I feel like the, the term, like you said, that just describes the liberals and the Democratic Party is hypocrisy. They preach one thing and they're the completely opposite. I mean, for AOC to lecture anybody on anything is just kind of ridiculous. She was a bartender and she didn't even know how the garbage disposal worked. So how anyone can, uh, can listen to anything she says is just beyond me. Uh, a Gallup poll found that Bernie Sanders and Biden are ranked uh, kind of the highest in Democrat eyes. So basically they're the most popular, uh, which is just disturbing. Uh, why do you think that is? Uh, you know, creepy Biden and uh, and Bernie, who just looks like he's about to keel over at any moment, and just thinks that somehow uh, we can have free education. Um, and he and again, hypocrisy. He's got how many houses? You know. Um, so uh, why do you think that those two, out of all the like twenty Democrats running for president, why do you think that those two are the most popular? Um, starting with Joe Biden, I think part of the the uh popularity surrounding him is name recognition uh, since he was vice president during Barack Obama. A lot of people uh, recognize the name, they've seen the face, he's been around, so that's a familiar face to them. Um, another thing is he's supposed to be in this election the Democrats' moderate voice of reason. The, the party itself is straying so far to the left with the Green New Deal, no borders, get rid of ICE, it's, it's getting outrageous. But Biden was supposed to be that moderate voice of in the middle. And what we're seeing is Biden is not even in staying in the middle. He's drifting left and left and left to appease those type of voters rather than sticking with the more classic type of Democrat, which are the ones giving him that popularity. Um, I think he's going to see a big problem with that coming up as soon as a lot of the other lower candidates drop out. Um, and those supporters supporting those people like Beto O'Rourke, you know, he has not even 1%. But that group that he has following him is going to have to jump on board with somebody else. So will those people flock to Joe Biden or will they flock to people like Liz Warren, Kamala Harris or Bernie Sanders? Something tells me they're going to go towards Bernie Sanders or Kamala Harris because those people are a lot more left. They want the, the socialism, the free, free stuff, the free college, the free health care, everything free. But they forget free is not really a real thing. Everything comes at a price and that is the taxpayer's dime. So. 
Biden is the, the moderate voice of reason, while Bernie is almost like his opponent, uh, the two faces of the Democrat Party, if you will, the socialist and the moderate. So I, I honestly think that Kamala Harris and Elizabeth Warren are going to make pushes, uh, mostly Elizabeth Warren. Um, but I would not be surprised to see a Joe Biden, Kamala Harris ticket uh, against Donald in uh, 2020. That's very interesting. Um, and speaking of, of good old Donald Trump, uh, I, I've noticed that a lot of the, the debates and just what these people are tweeting and campaigning with, um, instead of telling us what they think or what they're going to do when they, uh, if they make it into office, God forbid, uh, all they're doing is bashing the president. That, that's most of their campaign strategy is bashing the president. Why do you think that is? Why do you think that it seems almost impossible for them to tell us their ideas and their plans uh, and instead just full on attack President Trump? Uh, I really don't have a good answer for you because it seems to me if you're on a ship, uh, you would want the captain to succeed in keeping the ship afloat. <laughs> the economy's doing great. Unemployment is, is down for African-Americans, minorities, women, everyone that the president is accused of hating um, is thriving under his presidency. And quite frankly, the country is succeeding. It's thriving. People are getting jobs. Uh, we have two new Supreme Court justices who are sticking up for the Constitution and not trashing it. Um, you can't really argue with that. And if you're a Democrat, I mean, all they want to talk about is how bad the economy is. And we're going into a recession or, or the president, you know, the, the stock market only represents 1% of the people. But what about the jobs? What about the, the unemployment rate, the GDP is rising. It's at a point higher than it ever was even close to during Obama's administration. And the stock market is very high, of course, um, but it's a successful country. I don't understand why they wouldn't want to see it thrive and jump on board to be a part of that. It's, uh, it really does seem like the Democrats are trying to ruin America. And they, they all jumped on Donald Trump when he said, let's make America great again. And everyone's like, well, America's already great. Well, if the Democrats... Uh, are running America, it's not going to be for much longer. Um, and that's just a very scary thought. Uh, speaking of just kind of minorities, um, I want to give a little shout out to my conservative women out there. It was uh, Women's Equality Day the other day, something like that. And uh, so uh, Network of Enlightened Women, a group that I'm a part of, they tweeted and said, conservative women are women too. And so um, if you're a conservative woman and you're out there, uh, you go girl and keep doing you. Um, another Gallup poll found that conservatives make up more um, of America than liberals and Democrats, which is exciting and encouraging. Uh, there's only about a 9% uh, difference. So why do you think that is? Why do you think that there are uh, more conservatives? And it, it doesn't really seem that way, right? Like it seems like there's more liberals and Democrats, probably because evil and, and darkness tends to spread faster than the light. But uh, why do you think that there are more conservatives? And do you think that that number will stay the same? Um, or do you think that the number of conservatives in America is starting to decline? Uh, a couple of different things to um, answer your question with. I think right now uh, the liberals are very loud. You hear them more than you do the conservatives. They, it's like if there was one person standing there with a megaphone screaming at the top of their lungs and then a thousand other people standing there kind of mumbling, who are you going to hear? The megaphone. Um, I think you saw that in 2016. There were Obviously, Trump won, but no one expected it. Even some conservatives didn't even expect it. But part of what happened was you hear the liberals so much because they're screaming and yelling and going crazy, and the conservatives are the ones who have jobs. 
they're out there working they're they're not spending time going in these polls they're not spending time screaming and whining about everything so when they go out to vote it's not such a big surprise that there's actually more of them but they're just not loud mouths and and to your point uh the previous question we were talking about um the colleges these days and the schools are really starting to try to indoctrinate kids with this liberal socialism mentality that everyone is equal everyone should be uh, treated exactly the same everyone deserves health care and college and uh, voting you know privileges and all this stuff even if you're from Mexico or wherever um, but the problem is when they when they give out those all that free stuff and, and just want to put that in kids heads it's starting to spread and so in a few years from now it, it scares me to death to think that there might be enough kids going through college in four years from now that they're gonna outnumber the conservatives. For sure, and going off of that, uh, you went to Liberty, I go there now, and people have recently come out and said that, um, you know, there's that op-ed saying that Liberty censors free speech, and that um, I had someone actually uh, call me out on Twitter, I think it was yesterday, I'd written an article for Campus Reform about uh, University of Michigan, uh, you know, go Buckeyes, but uh, they had said, uh, they have this course that literally teaches in like political indoctrination. It's just this completely leftist course. And someone tweeted at me and said, what do you think goes on at your own school? And that really just, I mean, obviously I didn't respond because it's not worth stooping to their level, but Liberty isn't that way. And I think a lot of people think that maybe it is. And be, because like you said, the, the loud mouths are uh, louder than those that are like, it's not worth you know arguing with these people. Uh, what would you say to the people that think that Liberty does censor free speech and that they um, do have political indoctrination and that Jerry is, you know, not letting people say what they want to say? Um, you know, I write for Liberty. Obviously, I, I know for myself that that's not the case. But what would you say to those people? Um, well, having just graduated Liberty and about to start a job there, it's a great school for anyone listening who's considering it. I would re highly recommend it. Um, it is very conservative. It is very Christian. And it's a private university. So for one, um, censoring is a little different when it's the government or the public doing it, but when it's a private organization, they hold the right to be able to say or do kind of what they want. Um, besides that, I, I haven't really seen much censoring. I, 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 it's a Christian school with Christian rules, and when you break those rules, you get in trouble. And a lot of kids aren't fond of, of that. You know, uh, For example, no names uh, named here, but the Libertarian Party on campus is one of the ones that um, us Republicans really dueled with or were our rivals. There wasn't enough people to have a Democrat club, ironically. Um, <laughs> but the libertarians um, outside the library one time were taking a poll on, I don't remember some of the specifics, so I don't want to get all twisted up, but I know they were had something to do with marijuana and, and should it be legal and, and this, that, and the other. Um, most Christians would ag agree that it, it shouldn't. Um, and so jerry whether it was jerry or just the university shut that uh event down um because it just went against university standards and while that may be considered censoring to some people uh, most of us real conservative christians call that just following the rules and doing the right thing um there's nothing wrong with that i know one of the instances uh, jerry is accused of censoring is because of an article a former student tried to write in the paper about uh, harassment on campus. Um, and I will not claim to know any of the details about some instances, but I do know for a fact uh, some of the people surrounding some of those instances. And I know for a fact that some of it was 
lies and fake news that girls were trying to get guys in trouble with, friends of mine, <laughs> that now were cleared and went to another university. And you don't hear anything about that. Oh, they were cleared. It was all okay, but it was swept under the rug. So where's the sen sensory there, you know? Right. No one said anything when, when those guys were cleared of those accusations. They just were on board and ready to post on Twitter when they were being accused and the whole world was ready to throw those guys in the prison, you know? Absolutely. And um, another thing on that too is uh, recently for convocation, a band that was supposed to come dropped out because someone tweeted um, at the band and they shared this article that someone had written saying that Jerry told students to arm themselves to shoot Muslims. Now, as a journalist, that makes my blood boil because I know for a fact that that's not what he said and they changed the title uh, to completely change the narrative. And so if you're listening to this, uh, I want to use this opportunity to tell you that that was completely wrong. It was completely false and fake news. And uh, President Falwell, if you're listening to this, I'd love to have you on to talk about it. Uh, what he actually said was in the event of a Muslim attack, because as we know, it's, you know, accept Allah or die, basically, um, protect yourself. And as someone who's about to turn 21, I'm very excited to, to have that um, opportunity at Liberty to be a, a Second Amendment supporter and to be a concealed carry um, uh, defender and supporter one day. Um, so if you're listening to that, please uh, do your research. I think that's a big problem we have in, with America is people not doing their research and just accepting whatever um, they hear. Uh, the Buckingham Republican Committee recently held a fundraiser to raise money and support for the local pregnancy center. Tell us a little bit more about that event. That sounds really awesome. Uh, yeah, just one second. I want to jump back to that last thing you mentioned. I was yeah, actually sure. there at the uh, convocation event when Jerry said, shoot the Muslims. Um, he was referencing at that time uh, the new rule which Liberty was implementing uh, for students to be able to conceal carry weapons on campus, which I believe was only the second campus um, on American soil that is allowing that, if, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but he was talking about that and talking about he how he also carries and how it's for the protection of his family. Um, I think the better term he could have used would have been Islamic terrorists. Mm -hmm. However, everybody in the building at the time knew exactly the context of what he's mm -hmm. saying. And that's an important word, context. People love to take words out of context. This wasn't something Jerry wrote. So you had to have actually seen the video of him saying it to hear the, the tone and the, the attitude of the voice and the conversation instead of taking out a few words, picking and choosing, you know, what people want to hear to put in the headlines. He was referring to if, if a terrorist attack had happened on campus like 9-11 and, and those were Islamic terrorists, um, that if, if terrorists who a lot of times are Muslims would have come on a campus the students would be ready and, and casualties would be at a minimum because students and teachers would be quick to react, even Jerry himself if he's around. So um, that's what I just wanted to add to that. Um, but the fundraiser, uh, yeah, we were really happy to have raised over $4,200 for the uh, Buckingham Pregnancy Center, uh, which is actually the Southside Pregnancy Center, Buckingham branch. Um, they open up once every week to young girls and young women who are working with pregnancies uh, in the area. And uh, part of the whole thing about that is a lot of conservatives and liberals like to yell about the pro-life, pro-choice argument. And I think it's important to be not just talk, but action. Okay. And that was, we were looking for a fundraiser, looking for something to do. And when we decided to do it for the uh, pregnancy center. We thought that would be perfect to take action to help these young girls and these women in these situations instead of 
some conservatives like to bash them or, you know, some real hardcore judgmental Christians will say, oh, these girls, they should have never been pregnant in the first place and, and just shun them. Uh, I think conservatives can be part of the problem there too, but I think the ones that really care are the ones who look to, to help those young girls and, and don't reward another uh, a mistake with another uh, mistake. You know, they made a mistake in the, to begin with by getting pregnant, you know, but don't, don't fight fire with fire. Come back and, and do the right thing and triumph over that situation. And that's what these girls at this pregnancy center are doing. And that's what we hoped to raise funds towards um, at this fundraiser. And $4,200 is now going to go towards pack and plays, strollers, baby swings. They, they said they had lots of diapers, but we'll see how many more of that they need. Um, <laughs> so we hope that we were able to help them out in a big way and let our actions speak louder than our words on the subject. That's amazing. And, you know, what they do at this pregnancy center, I think a lot of pregnancy centers do this too, is they educate the young women. So it's not even just here's the supplies that you need. It's here's birthing classes. Here's how to take care of your baby. Here's how to be a strong woman despite your circumstances. And so I think the people running those, uh, they need to be praised and they need to be encouraged and commended because they are, they're showing these girls that, it, I mean, they're taking it to the, the furthest step you can. They're not shunning them. They're accepting them. And then they're telling them, this is how, how to do it, how to protect your baby, how to protect yourself. You know, God, um, you know, God says his mercies are new every morning, right? These girls deserve that grace. Uh, and we all make mistakes. So why should these girls punish, be punished even, uh, you know, more so than us when we mess up? Um, the event wasn't necessarily uh, super political, which I think is really great because it, it shows that no matter what side of the aisle you're on, you should be supportive of this, right? It's not just a conservative uh, uh problem. It's not just a, a Democrat problem. It's, it's like a life problem, right? Um, Senator Mark Peake spoke. Tell us a little bit about that. He had, was it quadruplets? Is that what his wife had? Yeah, I believe so. Quadruplets. One of which I'm actually uh, somewhat friends with uh, after I interned together with him last year. Um, but he just briefly went into a story about how him and his wife were uh, expecting and went to the doctor and he was like, oh, you're going to have twins. And he's like, oh no, wait, there's another one in there. <laughs> okay, wait, I don't know a fourth one, quadruplets. <laughs> and so, um, but with stuff like that, there's usually a higher chance of there being some, some problems. Um, but Mark spoke on how uh, they went to find the best doctors possible and the best medical help they could to not have to go down the route of aborting one or two of them. Or, you know, how sad is that? You know, you have four children in there and only... Uh, the doctor only wants you to deliver two of them and the other two to be killed. And that's just horrible. Um, but part of the thing is this fundraiser, we had Democrats that were there. It wasn't just Republicans. It, I mean, politically, yes, Mark Peake is a Republican um, and he's done a very good job standing up for life. But in Buckingham, uh, it's an interesting environment because a lot of the Democrats, as I mentioned before, are not the new crazy liberal left Green New Deal Democrats. They're more classic Democrats who you know, you may disagree on the economics of things, you may disagree on some numbers, but usually the social issues are agreed upon. Like they, they agree we should have guns, you know, you don't want to take that away. They agree on the, the tight borders or that we shouldn't be killing away our young um, in the womb or out of the womb. Especially after here in Virginia, our governor, Ralph Northam, recently said that he thinks it's okay even to kill a young one out of the womb or let it die if uh, it doesn't look like it's going to have a good chance at living without a disorder or just, you know, if the mother is not ready for that at the time. So basically an afterbirth abortion. 
that that is not what a lot of Democrats and all almost all Republicans stand on. So that's what we were really hoping to do. And I know Mark Peake is really fighting in the Virginia Senate to prevent things like that from coming to Virginia after they have in New York City or the whole state of New York. That's absolutely amazing. And, uh, you know, personally, I know that we definitely do not stand with uh, Northam and he is spineless and disgusting. And uh, he's a supporter of murder is what it is. He is straight up um, helping murder babies. So I, I, I pray that he next election cycle, we get someone in there that will support life. Um, but having people like you in the Buckingham Republican Committee uh, standing up for life, that's what we need. We need more people like you. We need more pregnancy centers and Republican committees and people speaking life and standing up for those who can't stand up for themselves and for these conservative ideas. So that way, when the liberals have their megaphones, they may be louder, but we're right, right? We're, we're the ones that are actually speaking the truth. Just because they're yelling doesn't make them right. Um, so thank you for so much for being on the show. Uh, this was super fun. Where can everyone find you if they're looking for you on the internet? So social media, where you at? Um, well, I'm on Facebook. I'm actually in the process of maybe taking my politics off my Facebook. So keep that friendly, family, Facebook, you know, and then kind of geared towards Twitter, which is more of our political environment. Um, I believe my name is at Dylan Slaughter One. Um, I don't go on there a whole lot at the moment. I plan to more in the future. Uh, um, but one thing I'd, I'd also like to throw in there at the end of what you said is it is so important to, uh, like you said, local politics. I mean, it's mm -hmm. always fun to vote for Trump. Uh, this is towards conservatives, of course, but to vote for Trump is so much fun, you know, coming out to the polls with your Trump shirt and your Make America Great Again hat. But one thing that uh, kind of defines how our country is, is these elections for school board and board of supervisors and you know even sheriffs sometimes local elections such as that or even your state house and senate when we don't have people representing us at the state uh, the laws in the state are going to be different than the country a lot of times and so some states have abortion laws that are like new york you can pretty much abort a baby at birth but in some states like the great state of alabama abortion is pretty much illegal altogether mm -hmm. So local politics is where it starts. Uh, Trump didn't have much to do with that Alabama thing. That was all the Alabama House and Senate and governor. So when it's these little elections that aren't so flashy and fun to always be a part of, that's a lot of times the stuff that we really need to step up our game in and take seriously. Absolutely. So get involved in local politics, get involved in your local pregnancy center. I'll put a link uh, to the Buckingham one in my bio so that if you'd like to donate to them, they're doing great things, you can. Um, and you can find us at www.newrightnetwork.com and follow on Twitter and all other social media at New Right Network. Thank you so much. You've been listening to New Right Network, mobilizing, countering, energizing, online at newrightnetwork.com. <laughs>